Wives is a true crime podcast. Some of the content and language on this show might be graphic for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi guys, and welcome to Crime Wives. I don't know what else to say except hi. You're Ronica. <laughs> I'm Ronica. <laughs> and I'm Destiny. <laughs> I'm like, what? who am I? <laughs> Um, so we're just going to kind of start it off how we have been. How was your week? Oh man, my week was long and it's Wednesday. (laughs) Same. I get that. Yeah, but I am looking forward to the fact that next week is my birthday. Uh Yeah, (laughs) and uh, we're, in fact, this week is so crazy that I'm just looking forward to next week. I might potentially be getting my hair done for the first time in quite a few years. And by quite a few, I mean almost 10. (laughs) Like professionally. Yeah. And uh, going to the beach for my birthday, beach house. It's gonna be nice. Well, we're gonna have to do something. Yeah, obviously. I mean, you can you can run into me sometime between now at and the then. Beach. Afterwards, whenever. <laughs> yeah, um, at the beach. You're like, weird. Guess. How? Why are you here? Fancy seeing you here. Yeah. What's the big occasion? In like the tiniest town in Oregon. <laughs> oh, I was just stopping by. Just thought I'd say hello. I was just here. Are you uh, gonna? be available next week or... i mean i can definitely i mean tuesday we're gonna be together oh because yes. we're playing or we're booking the bachelorette party in vegas mm-hmm. um and then wednesday i'll be with you too and then also wednesday i take up a lot of your time now and if you're not with me you're usually listening to me talk to you because oh, you're editing yeah that's very true <laughs> sorry your voice is constantly in my head <laughs> yours too though because i'm always listening to it and i'm always like shoot i listen to destiny a lot now <laughs> i hear more than I have in the last like month since we became friends. Probably, yeah, exactly. It's true. It's um, true. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be pretty. I mean, I'll be pretty busy with you, and then um, I mean, this week's been relatively slower oh, for good. me. Oh, good, good. Which is nice. Um, Monday I, I watched. That's saying much for you, though. Right, because I, I was still really busy the whole entire time. So Monday I watched um, Alex's second cousin his mm-hmm. little cousin was Whoever. in playoffs mm-hmm. um for baseball oh yeah so i watched that so that was awesome and then after that it ended in time for me to hit the halftime of the blazer game mm-hmm. which i cried oh, like yeah. i did on the game on saturday and the two games previous to that there and, is something about being a blazer fan <laughs> that's so emotional well, and I, when it, we like got to game seven and we won i was stoked yes and then and i'm I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not going to act like I am. Mm-hmm. But when it got into this point, I was like, this is Shoot. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So then I watched them lose four games in a row. And I was like, now I'm depressed. I think the last thing I said to Travis last night, my husband, um, he, he's obviously huge Patriots fan, huge Blazers fan, always has been all of those yeah. things. And I'm just like, I don't know how you emotionally commit for so long. <laughs> it's such a roller coaster. Like I was. This is rough and he just didn't even respond just looked at me like mm-hmm, welcome to my life now well now, now I, I get <laughs> why they talk so much about goddamn fantasy football yes now i know why he's such a quiet man there's a lot going on in there it's probably suppressed emotions about losses yeah alex is like i'm not gonna talk to you for the next week and i'm like what's wrong and he was like did did you not see my score on fantasy football and i'm like Oh, oh, that. That's where we're at right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, there was that. And then this weekend, we're going to his grandfather's memorial. Um, go put flowers out and oh, go yeah. to a winery afterwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that we might be doing like a Gordon Fam to Brooks Winery, too, on oh, Memorial nice. Day. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'll be in Sweet Home, so oh, I won't well. be seeing you, but. I might listen to your voice on the way there, though. So there we go. There you will make the whole car. Be there in spirit, quite literally. <laughs> um, and then I think Sunday going golfing with some friends. Oh, yeah. Please. Good. Put those bad boys to use, huh? Got to. Got to. I haven't, since I got the new ones, I haven't really used them as much as I would like to. Um, and then Monday, it's Memorial Day. Heck, yeah. Amazing. Stoked. But also going to do a Monday fun day, I think. Oh, yes. So if you're around... 
I mean, it might be after birth winery that I'm like, hello. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then we could celebrate your birthday Monday and then you just get me for the next. I just need to like tell my bosses, yo, this whole week going to be out. Got some celebrating to do to make up for. Exactly. It's my birthday week. And they're like, you're going on vacation next month, but it's my birthday week. But my birthday. And as we all know, 29 is a huge milestone. Hey, it's the last year of your... It's emotional. It's true, though. It is. I'm like, ooh. I know. I was about to say it. I was like, ooh, is that rude? <laughs> no, it's the truth. So if it's rude, ugh. Um, so there's mm. that. Um, that's, so that's welcome to Crime Lives. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. So what are you going to be talking about this week? I'm going to be talking about crime. That's for sure. Okay. So beforehand. I went into this going, I all, for some reason I feel like I always need to like give you a, a short little rundown of where my mind was before I figured these out. Hey, I like I it. wanted to do what I, in my brain, was like a cold case or something like that. Because um. I think cold cases are my favorite. I don't know. I also, yeah, I love ca- cold cases, but I love super olden day stuff. But then... Well, I noticed when your first one was the acid <laughs> death killer, I was like... And dude, my next one was going to be like, <laughs> was like, same town, different clogs. <laughs> like, it was going to be... Pretty close to the same thing. So um, I had to branch out and in order to branch out. So, of course, last week, whenever I I did, I had to branch out and do like, okay, what's something that you don't usually do? And it was the love triangle situation. I was like, okay, okay. So then this week I was like, what's something else that you like that you don't really do? So cold cases. And so I'm looking through cold cases and then... <laughs> Also, don't just Google the word cold cases because, unless you are, in fact, looking to buy these little cases that are like ice cases. Or like, what? I was like, this is an ice pack. This is not a cold case. <laughs> so, anywho. I don't know how I'm going to, because I obviously I have no idea what case you're doing. So that's just so everybody knows. We go into this not, not knowing what the other one's doing. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, when we were talking earlier today, I don't know what we said or talked about, but I was like, oh my God, what if we're doing the same one? Yes. And I was like, we'll just talk, we'll just tell it in our own voice. Well, you go first, I'll go, we'll tell the same story and no one will listen to that episode. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully this never happens, guys, but we kind of like part of the reason why I really like to do it is because I like to know what's going on. So if you tell yes. me like three days before hey, this is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm, I might look it up. Like, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. promise you Same. that I have enough self-control to not look it up. It, that I, at first, whenever I was like, well, why don't we just tell each other? The first time that I knew what you were doing, I looked it up. And I was like, no, 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 no. Bad Veronica. <laughs> so I know what you mean. And I'd probably do it too. And so this this one is uh, one that I've never heard of, um, obviously. but Or not obviously? I don't know. I've never heard of it. And I... Um, kind of decided it's gonna be easy it'll be short case it'll be fine turns out I was wrong (laughs) never Um, and it's never like that (laughs) yeah so I'm gonna go into it I have I've listened to some stuff about it um mostly it's all YouTube stuff went into some details so I kind of had to reconstruct the story okay um which is uh new for me but then of course I went to Wikipedia and Wikipedia has like three sentences or like three different paragraphs that's it nothing else I was like it's not helpful you're like all right yeah um and so there's that there's the front of it here it goes this case is called or sometimes it's known as the three women but it's okay more if you google the Springfield three you're gonna find everything about this case which isn't a lot so I kind of like the name. Mm-hmm. It this, reminds me of witches. Oh, it reminds me of The Simpsons. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot no. hear the word Springfield. And not think of The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah, no, I completely agree. But then I thought about it and I was like, like the, I don't know why. Honestly, Three. I think of, what is the movie from the 90s? Oh, it could be so many. Oh, with yes. Sandra Bullock? No. Oh, I was thinking of with Practical girl, Magic. With the girl from uh, Sex and the City. Oh, Sarah, Sarah Jessica. Oh, you mean Hocus Pocus? <laughs> Name Hocus Pocus. Oh no! I have to take a a cool point away from you right now. It's gonna be a rough night. Hey, I have a black cat. Okay, fine. Cool point back. Fine, fine. She just gave herself a cool point back. Um, But for some reason, that's exactly what popped in my head, and I was like, "Ooh, I 
can't believe you didn't. Couldn't think of... Okay, well, this is nothing like Hocus Pocus, <laughs> but stay tuned because it's okay. still good. <laughs> okay. It was June 7th, 1992, around 2 a.m. in the morning, when two friends, 18-year-old Stacy McCall and 19-year-old Susan Streeter, left one of many high school graduation parties. The two girls had just graduated from high school that following day and were seen that night at a few different graduation parties. Essentially, it's exactly as it sounds. They were at a few different parties that night, and what I did end up finding out later is that they weren't, they were super close when they were younger. And they, I think they, at graduation, kind of like were hanging out together and were like, oh, you know, you just pick the person that you're just going to spend the night with, kind of. And so they end up doing a bunch of stuff. They end up going to, a few different people's houses, and then it said that the girls originally had plans to stay at their friend Janelle Kirby's house, and it's kind of like one of the last places I think they were that night. Okay. So they were just doing, like, the normal graduation, like, jumping around yeah. to different people's houses, just hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. Okay. One of the places says that um, they had originally intended to go to, like, the grad party, but the grad party had too many restrictions, if oh, you will. Oh, 100%. They always do. Yes. I and... went to mine, though. Mm-hmm. I was a good kid. I did not. Okay, well. I was with judge... my family. Judge... Oh. <laughs> That's what kind of kid I was. <laughs> I'll show you a good kid. <laughs> okay, so they um, end up going over to their friend Janelle's house, and when they're at their friend Janelle's house, um... Stacy, yes, Stacy calls her mom and is like, hey, we're going to stay at uh, Janelle's house tonight. Uh, I think that Janelle goes by Kirby. There's a few times where she's mentioned her name is Janelle Kirby, but she goes by Kirby, so I'm probably going to say Kirby once or twice here. Okay. Um, so, again, plan was to stay at Janelle Kirby's house that evening, uh, but her house had a bunch of people in it. It was too crowded. I mean, I think everyone kind of, she keeps Migrated. inviting people. Yeah. yeah. She keeps inviting people over. And so I think Susie eventually looks at Stacy is like, we've been having a good time so far. So let's, let's go to my house. Um, so Susie and Stacy decided to spend the night at Susie's mother's house instead. And it's Susie's mother's house, but it's also Susie's house. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and I personally don't know if she goes by Suzanne or Susie, um, if she went by that, but, um, I just call her Susie. It's easier. She's so to me, we're friends now and she's Susie. She is Susie. Yeah. So Susie says, let's go back to my house. Um, her mom's name was Cheryl Levitt. She was 47 years old and, uh, the two girls took separate cars from their friend's house and they go back to her house. Um, and so they meet at what they call Cheryl's house, but essentially it's Susie's house. Susie's house. Yeah. So, uh, they go back to the house, um, some point, honestly, between 2 a.m. and potentially 8 a.m. because it's, they were out basically partying, if you, I don't know what, yeah. what the party is. Well, hopefully ex- not partying, just hanging out with yeah. friends, being Which like, woo, we're adults now. Yeah. Everywhere it's referred to, it's like, they were at parties. And so you can tell sometimes they're like, they were partying or they're, they were just out, it, it, celebrating graduation together um which they believe until about 2 15 ish we're gonna say 2 15 a.m is what i'm gonna say um and then the next thing that i said because they're going back to cheryl's house um the girls plans for the following day was to meet up with their friend janelle kirby who Mm -hmm. was previously mentioned um to spend the day at a water park so essentially the whole plan was everyone go back to kirby's house then in the morning we're going to the water park which was in branson missouri which is kind of like the i'm gonna call it the portland of of missouri where if anyone wants to go out and do stuff that you can't really do in your your small town you go to branson there's a bunch of cool stuff there um we go to portland (laughs) so uh cheryl was who's Susie's mom was single and was not dating anyone at the time. I don't know why that's the first thing that they point out about her, but she's just a single mom. She's at home. Um, she had recently moved into this house and in so many different places, they say it's her dream home. And if you look at the, like there's a few little aerial shots of it, Mm -hmm. it's a good property. It's not giant, but it's a cute little house. Um, at first when I looked up pictures, it's like Susie and her mom on the porch and I'm like, oh, oh there's a the porch. Yeah, there's a cute little porch and there's <laughs> yeah. a carport and there's like kind of a round-ish. Um, it almost looks like it's a roundabout okay. of a driveway, but lots of room for cars. That's, so it's just a cute little, yeah. cute little house. Which is, yeah, super cute. After Cheryl had been at the graduation, she went home alone with her dog, Cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why that's so cute. 
Um, Boston Terrier, I think. Wait, no. Something Terrier. Shoot. The, the like, long-haired ones. <laughs> it's not a Terrier. I'm not the person to talk to about dog Oh, breeds. no. If my grandma listens to this, which I'm pretty sure she does, she used to have the dog that's mentioned here, and his name was Vincent, and it was not a Boston Terrier. And she's going to message you, yeah. and she's going to be like, how dare you? <gasps> Yorkie! What's a Yorkie? Yorkie Terrier? Are those Terriers? I think, I think Yorkshire? Yorkshire Terrier. Yeah, I'm girl. Not, I, like I said, I'm not the person All right, to that's what kind of dog it was. It was a Yorkie. <laughs> All right, shout out to Vinny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so the last time that um, she's, techni- you know, heard of is uh, she talked on the phone with a friend briefly and had a conversation that ended around 11 p.m. Wait, this is the mom? This is the mom, okay. Cheryl. Okay. So, the next morning... Their friend Janelle, who was like, they left her at my house yeah. last night. I'm going to call them. Um, she calls and calls and calls and isn't getting through. Oh, no. So this is 1992. Um, there's no cell phones that I think any of them have. Mm-hmm. So Janelle's like, I can't get through. We're supposed to go to the water park. You can't even wait for them to pop up on AOL at that time. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. So she and her boyfriend, who I don't know if he's at the house with her or what, but or at her house, but he says, or they say, let's go to the house and let's just pick them up or something. Yeah. Okay, so around 9 a.m., Kirby decided to stop by the house as she hadn't heard from her friends who she was supposed to have left to the water park with that morning. She had tried calling a few times around 7 a.m. Apparently, that's when she basically started calling them. Um, And then after uh, she wasn't able to get through, she decided she was going to go to the house. Upon arrival, Kirby and Mike found some shattered glass on the porch. Every single story I listen to about this, that shattered glass is mentioned in a lot of different ways. But anyways, it's essentially, we all have a little front porch light. Yeah. She, it was the outside of the light. The light itself was still on. It was just the outside was shattered and just fallen directly underneath it. If there's anything like that, I'm running and calling the cops. Like, I'm going to the sidewalk and I'm like... See, I don't know what's me, going on here, but I'm not going to die. <laughs> see, I've walked up to my mom's house before and that's happened. Like, I've walked, I might have walked I guess there. that's true. If it was my mom. It was just, yeah. If it was my mom, the first thing I would do is storm into that. I'm be paranoid. Like, yeah. But, so I would storm into that house and be like, Mommy! <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> Mommy, okay. Me, I'd be like, yo, Mom, you got some broken glass out here. <laughs> what's wrong with your house? Why are you a pig? What the hell? <laughs> Okay, so, my mom is not a pig. I'm not implying that. Oh my gosh, I love you. I love you, Jennifer and I Martha. Lo- <laughs> yes. Amazing women that raised oh, us. Anyways. This went in a weird direction. Okay, so, Kirby and Mike get to the house. There's some shattered glass on the front porch. They decide to clean it up. They're like, oh my gosh, Cheryl would not love that this is happening. So, they clean it up. With what? Okay. <laughs> you, I am so glad you are... A detective. Okay, so they said that they cleaned it up with a broom. However, let's not let's not dwell on that right okay. now. <laughs> okay. So um, Kirby goes to the house. They get their shattered glass. There's the shattered on the porch, but the front door is open or unlocked, depending upon which story you listen to. We're gonna go Are with the front door is always open. We're gonna go with front doors unlocked. So, okay. front door is unlocked because they said nothing was suspicious. So, front door is unlocked. They go inside. They get inside and um, essentially, aside from the shattered glass, it sounds like all of the lights were off in the house, but the TV was on, um, but it had like, you know, that blur. In fact, if you go to our website, that like the static. static. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like someone had maybe recently been watching tv but that's all that was on the tv there was no lights on in the house Did you though. see oh i guess this is 92 nobody saw the ring yeah nope <laughs> ring hadn't happened yet so no one was worried about that which probably no one still would be worried about that speak but, for yourself okay yeah. you walked it out you're afraid oh, of zombies the ring? <laughs> you're afraid of zombies i'm afraid of ladies coming out of my tv okay touche <laughs> you ain't wrong okay so they go through the house from what Janelle Kirby and her boyfriend say, everything seemed fine. Nothing seemed out of place, seemed immaculate, all of that stuff. Those were their details. However, this is a weird uh, part for me, I guess. Okay, so I'm just going to read it and then 
you can give me your feedback. Okay, okay. Sounds good. Apparently, from a brief walk around the house, nothing seemed out of place. It was evident that the girls had made uh, made it there that evening as their cars were both out front and their belongings, including purses, bags, and wallets, were all still at the house. They noted that the dog cinnamon was also still there, but appeared a bit agitated. They did say that. And the last thing that Kirby mentioned while being in the house was that there was a, quote, strange and disturbing call from an unidentified male who made, quote, sexual innuendos. And then she hung up immediately. And then as soon as she hung up, a minute later, she received another call of sexual nature. Again, she hung up the phone and decided these were prank calls. So this was their house phone. She's answering this is their, their house home phone. phone. Yeah, 1992. Okay. What else phone would they be? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. yeah. So she answers. Nowhere though could I find what those calls were. Well, it, that's they just, just kept interesting. Saying sexual. Um, I'm sure that maybe that information isn't released because whoever I'm sh- there's you know there's always that chance that. Someone might know in the world what those calls were because they're prank calls. Whoever made those calls, maybe. But they did say it was a male. I mean, it's interesting to me why and why I was asking is because you would have, I mean, even like in the late 90s, like early 2000s, if you're answering my mom's house phone, you, I mean, they must have been super close because you like, I had like two friends that would have been like, oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) They would have been like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, this Mm -hmm. is Martha's house. And exactly. uh, it's so, true. yeah, they, I mean, they, I guess they were super that close. They were that close, but also I, I'm going to go ahead and assume at that point, because it was clear no one was in the house, but all of their stuff was there. All of their car, all three of their cars were out front. The dog was there alone. Maybe they were like, maybe it's them. I don't know. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I guess I, that's I'm just... trying to, yeah, I tried to put myself in this So we're going to go through, these details are going to be super brief, and then I know you're going to be like, well, let's go back and talk. Okay, (laughs) okay. Okay, so she and her boyfriend leave from there. They don't call the police. I mean, I don't honestly back then. I mean, even like (laughs) late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, even right now. I wasn't in high school then. The thing that I keep thinking is, if I walked into your house tomorrow, you guys weren't home, all your stuff is here. Granted, okay, so it's a little bit different. I could text you or something, but... If all your stuff's here and you're, I'm like, this is their life. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to judge them. They yeah. do what they want or get rides wherever they want to. I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's that. So several hours later, Stacy's mom, who her yeah. daughter has been gone now all yeah. night. And her daughter had previously told her she was staying at Janelle Kirby's house. Mm-hmm. Janelle Kirby had already been there. She's worried. She goes to the house. Apparently alone. Um... So, Don't ever go to a house alone. Yeah, well, if okay. If you're worried. Well, you just wait. So, Stacy McCall's mother, her name's Janice, she visits the house, and uh, this is after failed attempts to reach her daughter. Um, so, once inside, she, like Kirby, notices three women's purses were sitting on the floor in the living room. But she notes that all three purses were in a perfect line, which I didn't show you a picture of this, but there is a picture. I didn't send a picture of it, but... There's a picture of these three purses. I mean, it's super 90s. It's super... I yeah. I always feel like everything in the 90s... Everyone in the 90s was, like, almost tidy. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, like, a little bit of mess everywhere in every picture you see. This house did look, like, a little messy. But... So their purses are kind of messy, but it's pretty clear that they are in... Like, a, just stacked in a line. In a line. Perfect line. Okay. So she notes that her daughter's clothing was neatly folded in the room that she knew was Susie's. Um, I mean, it was pretty obvious which one was Susie's. And then when she had just pulled up, she noted that um, she thought that all of the cars that were there, um, Susie's car was parked in a different spot than usual, which I looked over kind of, it's like an overview. Apparently Susie was a kind of OCD person, according to one of her friends. Um, She would pull up Every single day, they showed a picture of her in front of a, um, like, this window that was open. So it okay. almost looks like potentially someone else's car could have been where she usually parks. Oh. Because it's, like, a two-car, uh, like, little coverage area. There's two room for well, two I get cars. That. Yeah, like... And then there's, like, this spiral. All of their cars are parked in the spiral. Well, and, like, all of my friends' houses and everything like that, 
it was even like visiting my friends like when mm-hmm. i would go to like Bree's house i would park in a certain area at her house yeah every single time and same with like sally same with like everybody which is kind of i mean which is normal like yeah. now that i think about it like you park in the same spot at every, my house single, every time. single time yes interesting so, the only thing that i was thinking was that maybe they were out actually partying oh, okay. and so like maybe she came home let's just not assume that she wasn't drinking underage and perhaps she was out drinking and she came home and was kind of drunk that's the only thing that i'm yeah. like maybe she was like oh, i can't go that far <laughs> so yeah. her car is pretty far back in this spiral driveway and then her friend's car is behind her but it did appear as though there's like that aerial overview there's totally room for a car to have gotten out um, next to all three of their cars and parked in her usual. Interesting. Which is also the closest one to the door. Okay. Okay. So from here, Janice frantically called the police from the home's telephone to report three women missing. After placing the call while checking the phone's answering machine, she listened to what later, what she later describes as a, quote, strange message. But it was the 90s. <laughs> from what they think happened was that as the voicemail played it also deleted itself um so they weren't able to recover that message but she did also say it was a male it was sexual in nature um i don't there's nowhere that i could find that had any details of that specific message it's there is a um video of her giving an interview and she just says it was a male it was sexual innuendos um, Weird. She's kind of a, a dramatic presenter, so yeah. she's, and I'm sure it was, they probably said, feel all your feels. Okay, so at this point, um, the police arrive on scene, and it said that up to, unfortunately, by this point, 18 people had likely been at the house after the disappearance. 18? Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm, yep. That's what I thought, too. Contamination or what? <laughs> yep. That's the last part of this sentence. Um, So for some reason, or I guess the reason that all of these people are there is, um, A, it's the day after graduation. So there were a lot of different friends and family that were trying to like stop by and see, oh, they're not there. I'm going to stop by if they're, or see if they're there now. Yeah. Um, Essentially, they're trying to figure out where they'd gone, but not, there's not a huge sense of concern, I think, at this point. Um, a lot of them didn't want to, this is my own sentence earlier, but it's more than that. I said a lot of them didn't want to believe that anything had happened right off the bat. Um, but mostly I think that it's just due to the fact that there was no real sign of struggle. Yeah. There yeah. was, there was well, just. Well, this graduation night, it's like we, my mom was like running around. Then like we went and did our own thing. It's like, who knows where you're at? Like, yeah, maybe I drove to our graduation party with a friend and my mom had to come get me. So why is it like. Exactly. And their friend doesn't really know what they did afterwards. But yeah. I mean, it's confirmed that at least all their stuff is there. So we just know more now a days yeah. is what it comes down to. Because I think by this standard, they're like, let's just wait. And by our standard, we're like, all right, we waited two hours. No one's here. Can't hear from them. Let's call everyone, all the polices. Okay. So after that, um, some notes that the police later make is that it's very clear that the girls at least made it back to the house that night. There were washcloths on the counter with makeup on them, and um, the beds all appear that maybe they have been slept in. That's one account. Someone, like, Stacy's mom is like, the beds were immaculately made. Or that m- there's three beds in the house, mm-hmm. and that two of them were immaculately made. So, again, it's mixed reports. Yeah, who knows? So, yeah, this story can go anywhere, but I, at first, I was just going to tell what, like, the main reports were, and then I watched some of her mom's accounts and all that, and I feel like it's necessary to say the different accounts. Yeah, no, definitely. Because, yeah, this story can go a few different ways. Um, so, unfortunately, the crime scene was contaminated, is that the, what the overall judgment here is yeah um the washcloths on the counter um the beds appeared to be made and of course um the main concern was that the purses were there and then a huge thing that like the mom's note and the friend's note is that all of these girls were smokers all of them the mom was a smoker i mean they're 18 19 it's the 90s it is honestly i thought that i was like 
when I first read it, I was like, gross. And I was like, oh, shoot. Everybody's, <laughs> I, can't. I feel like everyone's smoked Oh, yeah. In the 90s. I mean, it went, it went from, at, at one point, it was truly a trend. And then it, you started a trend and it was a habit. And you had to either break that habit. Yeah. And of course, yeah. So these girls are all smokers. And Stacy's mom was like, she didn't go anywhere without her cigarettes. I'll say that. So <laughs> My mom would have made sure I went <laughs> everywhere without my cigarettes. <laughs> exactly. She'd be that's like, you want me to smoke we those were for you? babies in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. My mom definitely picked <laughs> up that habit. So she would have been like, those are mine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for these. I needed new ones. Okay. So, the, but it is another thing that like our cell phones, we'll call it an addiction. Whatever. Yeah, yeah definitely. They were addicted to cigarettes. They... All of their cigarettes were still there. And that's something that gets brought up a lot, so it feels necessary to say. But So their cigarettes were still there. And eventually, the police also find $800 in cash in Cheryl, 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 Cheryl Levitt's purse. So mom okay. had $800 in cash in her purse that was in that little lineup. It wasn't gone. That's, um, def- not, that's, kind of, that's weird. I mean, it's an indicator scene. that if this is now a crime scene, this, there's no robbery here. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but no. Okay, so, of course, a missing persons report is finally, um, you know, put out for them, and police start focusing on details and suspects. First, they go through their victims. Who were they? What did they do? Who did they associate with? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because, well, that's all they had to go off of. Yeah. So. Get a, get a lineup of people. Mm-hmm. So, Stacy, who's the friend that came over that night, there's... Not a ton of information about who she was as a person, so um, here's what I'll say. She's described as, if I'm ever described, you know you know when they light up a room or that sort of thing? I'm pretty sure I'm not a person that lights up a room. Uh, same. <laughs> so They're don't be like, well, she yeah. walked in and you knew she was there. Yeah, you knew destiny was around. <laughs> you could sense her coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's, that's, You're like, and it's, it's happening. <laughs> we'll see. But, all right. Okay. But, like, not one of those people that just walks in and is just, like, super bubbly and, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm here, and my name's Elizabeth, and I love the world. Like, I'm glad I'm... your name's not Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> but that's definitely, I mean, I know one Elizabeth, and she's not, like, she's not like, my name's Elizabeth. But, okay, so let's just go back to, like, a show. My name's Lemon. <laughs> I laugh. Mm-mm. I'm not a lemon. lemon. I'm not a lemon. I'm like, no. hey, my name's Destiny. Nice to meet you. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe that not like uh, truck I don't driver-y. know that you're even, hi, my name's Destiny. Hi. I think you just look at them from across the room and then finally you're like, who's that girl that's looking at me a lot? I'm Destiny. Oh, it's Destiny. Okay. No, I so, I'm not as aggressive I'm just explaining anymore, my own personal okay, I was 21 years, 22, whatever. Yeah. No, I was and like, I was okay, scared. I was 24. <laughs> but I have calmed down a lot. I'm like, who's, do we, do we know her? All I know is that when I first met you and you were like, and who is she at a house party? And I was, you went upstairs, you went to bed. I looked at my now husband and was like, Oh man, that one's scary. <laughs> then you came back down, you're chatting with people, you went back up to bed, we were leaving, and I was like, I like that one. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> well, yep, yeah, that that's the story of kinda the story. We can get into that another day of how we met. Uh, different but, day. <laughs> yeah. but when we walk into the room, both of us, I would say it's not like Yeah. Oh they're uh, like, Oh look at that bubbly, she? happy girl. Yeah, yeah. So we weren't Stacy's. Is essentially okay, we are not. Yeah, Stacey's. way better. Way yeah. Better. So from here on out, we're probably gonna have to use that term. We're not all Stacy's, <laughs> all right. Sometimes we're Destinies and Ronicas. We sound like strippers. <laughs> oh no, we're not. We're I not, promise. by the way. But it's kind of funny. Okay, so when Stacy walked into a room, she lit it right up, as you do on 2020 okay so she's described as kind happy girl lights up a room was very liked um also goofy though she's described as goofy kind of a i guess we'll say nerdy but she's also um a model um in the local area she models like wedding gowns okay so she's just like a really i just think bubbly just bubbly bubbly and good girl she wasn't necessarily known for going out and partying um it was just graduation party night she wanted to go to missouri state university um her family gave her the nickname spacey stacy which is like but that's cute like it's yeah it's way better than the nickname my family gave me (laughs) um so that's all that's said about her she's a happy fun loving girl uh goofy she is pretty she's you know all of those things okay 
so as far as Suzanne and her mother go, a little different. Um, the, the, I like put a little break up here. Stacy is depicted as the, from the media, as more of a school-focused, goofy girl, whereas Susie is described as the pretty popular girl who liked bad boys. Like, that's literally <laughs> like a headline. <laughs> so, she's real cute. She is also very cute, I think, could have very well also been a model. Um, but when they say liked bad boys, I think she just liked boys and they happened to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. So, so her, uh, again. I mean, honestly, when you're that age typically sometimes they're really not that bad because i my in my mom's opinion in my mom's opinion i dated a couple bad boys and by that they like snug pot and maybe didn't make the best choices skip school every once in a while but they weren't like bad people or anything like that oh yeah but my mom was like those are the bad boys just like bad boys yeah same same mama eh. uh, well that was some of them i was also I a know. theater nerd so my mom's like she likes weird boys <laughs> <laughs> so um you're about to find out that she liked worse boys than us oh, no. <laughs> so she really did like i was really trying to give her the benefit of the doubt i i will still give her that benefit of the doubt okay i okay. will okay because she was raised in a little bit of a different environment than stacy was stacy had like Stacy's mom's the one who's advocating all the time. Well, obviously, Stacy's mom's not missing. So, yeah. Stacy's mom's the one that's advocating about this and is trying to, you know, keep the investigation going all these years. However, her daughter is talked about in this, like, he, golden light, I guess, if you will. And then Susie is, she's raised in a little bit of a different environment. Her mom was a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. So was mine. <laughs> so, like, no hate. Um, she essentially, she was a little bit of under less strict rules in her household. Um, there was sometimes quite a bit of friction between her and her mom too. Yeah. So she had recently broken up with an abusive ex-boyfriend who later she had to file a restraining order against. And I believe Mm. she was also an employee of a movie theater at the time. I know that she was at some point, but I think she was, it was at the time. Um, but... Although it's often mentioned throughout this case, you're going to hear that her and her mom had what we'll call a tense relationship. Um, They fought quite a bit, but she obviously very, she loved and admired her mom, and she was also trying to go into um, being a hairdresser like her mom. She's trying to follow footsteps, and she... I mean, it sounds like she just definitely, like, admired her mother. Yeah. Like we all do, but I was a teenage girl. Yes. I was not the nicest to my beautiful mother. That's what also, I grew up with a single mom. Yeah, me too. Yeah, same. So it's a little different when you grow up in a household where she's, where there's a dad and and the mom's like, oh, Ned, go talk to your dad. Well, I guess my mom had a boyfriend, but it was also just like me and my mom had that close connection. Yeah. And I was sassy. Yeah. I was, sa- I, I was sassy, but was she was weird. also a little sassy back. Yeah. And so we had this saying, but we were also still very close, and I, I like think the world of her. I was sassy. <laughs> she put up quotation. <laughs> I, I love you. Whatever. <laughs> okay, anyways, what we're trying back, to establish here. the mother-daughter relationship in, the, in this. Exactly. Both of us can at least, we both know. My mom wasn't single the entire time that I grew up, but yes. That relationship between mother and daughter is much different than A, father and son, B, father or daughter, mother and son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just different relationships. So she's a single mom, and so there's some some fights take place. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, there was cigarettes involved. So I feel like if your daughter's smoking cigs <laughs> in here, and she, yeah. Anyways, okay, so... We've focused on Stacy. We've focused on Suzanne, and now we're gonna just hear some stuff about Cheryl. Um, she's a single mom who had been divorced twice before, um, and though she hadn't, like, she'd been known to casually date at the time, she was not dating anyone from most accounts. Um, she'd also bought, she had just bought her dream home. So this house that we're talking about, they had just moved into not that Mm -hmm. long ago. So some of the mess in a few different places, some of the mess that you see in the background in some of the pictures, they're like, well, maybe they just hadn't unpacked yet. Yeah. But to me, it looked like a put together house. It's just a little messy. And to some people's account, it was immaculate, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So she is obviously Suzanne's mom. I say this a few times because when I was writing the story out, I was a little bit confused all of their names start with S's. I got, well, and then there was Janelle, and then the mom, the mom of Stacy, Janice. Janice. Yeah, I was like, so that's and she, and sometimes she's mentioned as just Kirby. So Kirby, yeah. So it's a little confusing as Ugh. far as names goes. But Cheryl is Suzanne's mom. She's forty-seven. They are pretty close, from what I've gathered. But essentially, 
she was a bit more of what I called a relaxed mom as far Mm -hmm. as her rules went, and she obviously allowed her daughter to kind of come and go as she pleased and previously mentioned the relationship between them was a little bit tense. They were known to have some fights from time to time. At some point, one of those fights actually led to Suzanne moving out, or Susie. I'm going to call her both, sorry. Um, So Suzanne moves out at two different occasions. Uh, She moved out first... Uh, with her boyfriend, who she ended up having to file this restraining order on. Oh. Yeah, so, the, so like, the story's evolving a little mm-hmm. bit. So um, she had moved out first um, with her boyfriend, and then that relationship obviously turned violent. So she filed that restraining order and then moved back in with her mom. Then, of course, the two start fighting again. So Susie decided to move in with her older brother, who had just moved back to town. He also is nine years older than her also is an alcoholic that doesn't pan out very well they get into a fight one night when she comes home and he has music up really loud i i'm assuming she's still in high school and is trying to go to bed they get into a fight there's lots of different accounts of the story i'm not going to even go into the different accounts because they're just too much so they get into a fight she goes and moves back in with her mom because Susie and Cheryl's lifestyle, I think this is how they were able to come up with their first list of possibilities or potential suspects, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, the first suspect, of course, and just hold tight. The first suspect, of course, is the brother Bart, because it's always, you know, who's closest. Bart? Yeah, it's his Bart name. Springfield. His, yeah, I was just All about right, to say. Okay, it's fine. Oh, I even wrote a note up here and I skipped right over it that his name is Bart and he lives in Springfield. <laughs> like, come on. Okay, so... They're, obviously, the reason he's the first um, suspect is because of their last interaction um, between the sister and him. They had fought. He was an alcoholic, all of those things. Um, but there there was quite a bit of fighting before she moved out, and somehow they kind of decide there's not enough. There's there's just not enough yeah. evidence to continue. Okay. So the next one is the ex-boyfriend that she had to take a restraining order out on. I'm honestly surprised he wasn't the first right? one. Yeah, well, whatever it was, he's not, they're not able to charge anyone <laughs> but him. Okay, so that relationship was said to have had um, been very toxic, lots of fighting, and when she filed the restraining order, she wrote in the restraining order that she was fearful for her life due to how abusive he was. Um, as well as an event that took place afterwards. Um, he had slashed her tires with another girl, like him and another girl slashed tires. So she filed a restraining order, Dude, as you do. Uh, I probably should have, like, somebody, I remember people just, I mean, our day was egging cars oh, and yeah. houses. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. I had a girl, obviously not going to say any names, but <laughs> yeah, a girl egged my, <laughs> egged my car. And then one of her friends left an ID their ideas outside of my house. And I was like, this guy is totally friends with this girl that does not like me. I know exactly who this is. Why is their ID left there? I have no, they must have, I don't know if they ran or what. Who just drops only their ID? (laughs) That's a, that's a great question. (laughs) They're like, we're going to get caught. Literally seems intentional. (laughs) Yeah. But I was like, like, oh, I know. Let's blame her for it. What's funny is I blamed it on somebody else first. (laughs) I called my ex-boyfriend. I was like, goddamn new girlfriend just egged my car because I knew she hated me. Right. And then. Then you found the ID. I found the ID and I was like, ooh. You called it back. I was wrong. I'm pretty sure I was like, my bad. Was it you? Was definitely this other person. Um... My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, but moving on. Anyway. I don't like this. I don't like any of these people. <laughs> thanks. Okay. Thanks. So that person's only mentioned in this part of the story as okay. accomplice. Yeah. <laughs> so she was a tire slasher accomplice who did not leave her ID anywhere. <laughs> so, Smart girl. Yeah. Okay. okay. So anyways, abusive ex-boyfriend has an accomplice, slashes tires. She obviously files a restraining order. There's a suspect. Okay. After the brother. Next suspect in the case is Susie's current boyfriend. His name is Dustin Reckla. This guy is apparently not looked for very long by police. I don't know what it is what, that rules him out. However, um, they say that his alibi um, maybe put him not in the location. However, it feels worth mentioning that he did have a very great track record as he and some friends had recently gotten into trouble with the law. Get ready. <laughs> oh, gosh. They were breaking into mausoleums and stealing gold teeth out of corpses. And by that, I mean they were 
beheading corpses. Oh my god. Sometimes lighting them on fire <laughs> and throwing them. What? But stealing the gold teeth or the not I kept saying fillings when I was writing this down. They're stealing the caps off of them and taking them to pawn shops. I'm okay, assuming if I worked at a pawn shop, I'd be like, <laughs> right. uh, uh, yeah. guys, I, I don't know if I want this. But also, like, as a pawn shop boner person, how many things do you think as that... a what? Owner person. Oh. You know, owner slash person. way different. Oh, sorry. So thank you for coming. <laughs> Just <laughs> owner person. Okay. I think you see a lot of weird stuff. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. But that's also true. teeth. As soon as I see teeth, I would assume that you'd be like, write that down in the books. Be like, and then someone walked in with teeth, but I took fifty dollars, or I gave him fifty dollars, and now I have gold. But I can tell you who. Yeah. But I was gonna also make the money. Yeah. So they were breaking into mausoleums, stealing gold teeth off corpses. They were very reckless bunch of kids. It was him and some friends, um, and he was dating her at the time. Uh, they had, yes, as I mentioned, lit fires, of course, mistreating corpses of dead bodies, all of that. However, it was made pretty clear later that Dustin Reckla, who was the boyfriend of Susie at mm-hmm. the time, um, wasn't a huge part of the teeth stealing so much as he was the person who took the teeth to the... Um, well, at least he wasn't the decapitation guy. You can't say that he was or wasn't. That's just what his friend said. <laughs> Okay. But either way, well, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt Yeah, as of now mm-hmm. that he's not decapitation man. Yeah. So no one knows as far as what they were doing out there. But essentially later he's quoted saying that he had no part in her disappearance and that he was very young and dumb teenager and made crazy choices. I was also what I used to put a young and dumb teenager. But I'll tell you, I decapitated nothing. <laughs> I can honestly, I could say the dumbest thing that I did was egging houses and TPing houses. Oh, you were the girl that whoever did yours. I was one of Did you leave your ID? I deserved it. (laughs) No, I wasn't speaking of myself, but I do remember one day we like went to Winco and it was like midnight and we bought like a freaking big thing of like five dozen, no, like more than that. That's so many. But like so many eggs. And then, because you can buy toilet paper. No, and then we bought like a 24 roll of toilet paper. And we like get up to the clerk and we're like, yeah, big family reunion this weekend. Yeah, because did you buy anything else? And they're they're like, shut up. We know what what you guys are doing. You're like, we're making breakfast and my mom's got diarrhea. Bye. (laughs) My whole family has diarrhea from these eggs. We we, we know the future. But yeah, we were. Yeah, Yeah, so, so you were similar to them, but. If so, let's just I did put like that light into a square. <laughs> yeah, light. No, no. We decided light crime <laughs> is not a term I like. That's true. I don't even. Whatever. Okay, so Destiny was a light crimer. These guys were a medium crimers. Where <laughs> please don't they were like me with medium anything. high crimers. Where okay. we're gonna put them into a category yeah, where they that's were that's like way different. <laughs> that's yeah, way they more were intense. lighting dead bodies on fire, dead bodies' heads on fire after they stole gold teeth out of them. <laughs> Oh. oh my god okay yeah okay yeah. different so we're gonna we're gonna go past that okay. now and we're gonna introduce the next suspect this guy is who's mentioned in wikipedia so i feel like he had to have been the main suspect he's worth mentioning yeah he's, he's worth in the three paragraphs yeah he's the only person and in fact i'm going to do a direct quote from wikipedia here eventually only because they did the best job of kind of introducing him into the story mm-hmm. So, in 1997, Robert Craig Cox is the person who was the next suspect. Um, He was in prison in Texas as a convicted kidnapper and robber. He was also the suspect in a Florida murder. He eventually told journalists that he knew where the three women had been murdered and where they were buried and claimed their bodies would never be recovered. Okay. So, in 1992, he had been living in Springfield, and when interviewed at that point, he told the investigators that he was with his girlfriend at the church the morning that the women disappeared. However, I mean, at the time she cooperated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. However, later, she recanted her statement and said, he asked her to say that, um, and said, can you lie for me? Cox also stated that he was at home um, with his parents after she was like, oh, um, he was not actually with me. Then his parents were like, oh, he was with us. And so that was oh, his. Oh, my God. Which is in 1992. This 
they she recants her story much later and so um his parents were like oh no he was with us that morning somehow they remembered that i guess i don't know my mom honestly never would have remembered like oh, she would have been like, absolutely not if two, someone like, asked my mom ago, where i was like april 2004 <laughs> she'd have been like hold on let me see if i stuck out of myspace <laughs> yeah she's like well, <laughs> yeah. let me show you what she did on social media there's no there's like, no way no parents gonna remember that yeah. unless it's like a very unless it was like his graduation that like yeah exactly but, so here no it was not his it graduation. Was not his graduation. he was a grown man okay um essentially i'm gonna say it again but this guy is mentioned what happens is there's this disappearance and it also happens to be that there's a ton of bad people around at the time. So they have to consider a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The only reason that they can end up considering these, this guy is because he inserted himself into this. Yeah, he said, I know where, the, where they are and yes. you're never going to find them. Exactly. So he, essentially, at the end of the day, he could or he could just be a convicted murderer. And I'm going to, I ended up putting in here the story of a little bit of why he is the way that he is or why he's um, convicted because it felt worth mentioning. So his parents say that they are with him, they or that he's with them. That's his alibi. Authorities were uncertain of Cox, um, if he was involved in a case or if he was seeking recognition, all of that stuff. He stated to authorities and journalists he would disclose what happened to the three women after his mom died. His mom is currently in, still alive and is in her 80s. So maybe we're going to find out soon, which is... Oh my God. We'll never know. So if he does happen to know, which to be honest, I don't truly know if this man It could is, be a definite yeah. long shot, but, but could not be too. Here's the reason that he was heavily considered. Um, his first murder charges were from when he was a teenager on vacation. I believe it was in Florida. Yes to um to go to disney world with his family oh my god so he is at a hotel with his family he says i'm gonna go out leaves and then when he comes back to the hotel he's got blood on his face he's looking beaten up and he tells his family um i got in a fight with a black man at the with what he says quote i got in a fight with a large black man at a skate park so they take him to the emergency room where they realize that his tongue, part of his tongue is missing. And he's like, yeah, this guy kept beating me up and I was like clenching my jaw and I bit my tongue. Well, when they're like looking at it, the curve of the bite is the opposite way of what his mouth would do. Would have bit. Yeah. However, they help him, they fix him, they send him home. That's that. Um, he ends up leaving. And um, though he claimed he got beaten up, um, a girl's body was found a few days later, a very, very short distance away from his hotel room um, that he'd been staying at. So whenever I insert him into the story and it says, in 1997, Robert Cox was imprisoned in Texas, that's why. Because he was, at that point, convicted of her crime. Well, because they must have... They just... Well, he was in jail at that time for a completely different crime. This guy's mm-hmm. just a bad guy. And they're like, you know... I think he kind of sounds like the guy that... And so they bring him in, they bring the story, and lo and behold, I, I'm, there's a lot of things that happen with his case that I did not insert because I didn't want to distract from this case. Yeah, yeah. Um, so his case could truly be a story that we cover. If you yeah, wanna, definitely. Yeah. If you ever want to cover him, you go ahead and do that because he, he has a lot of layers to him too. However, he inserted himself into this missing um, girl story. I don't know exactly why, but he did speak to the media and authorities and all of that. So, from here, police have no real way to tie this guy to the case unless he confesses after his mom dies or does really know the whereabouts of the bodies. It's likely he won't be charged with anything, obviously. So, unfortunately, he wasn't the only, quote, bad guy around, as I had mentioned before, Mm -hmm. when the strange event took place. So, there ends up being, um, so I'm just going to list these and then we're almost done from here. And the only reason I'm putting these in here, again, um, I'm just going to say is because I didn't want to, A, convolute the story with all of these different, but it is absolutely important that they're Uh, mentioned because it's it's technically an unsolved case. So, if you know anything about them, I'm going to put that information at the end because it's worth mentioning. So, here's the people that were also considered in the story. Two twin brothers by the name of Larry and Gary. Ugh. Just, ugh. Okay. Larry and Gary Hall. 
who were also from Springfield. They were both Civil War reenactors. Okay. 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 They both drove a white van that I think they shared. Eventually, Larry was charged with um, an abduction of a murderer and a 15-year-old girl named Jessica Roach. At some point, he even goes on to admit to a few other abductions. He just happened to live in the area. He abducted people. There's that. Okay. Gerald Carnahan? Yeah. Gerald Carnahan was someone who was said to have possibly dated the mom, Cheryl, um, but there's no real confirmation that they actually dated. He was convicted of killing a woman named Jackie Johns seven years prior, but this wasn't until after their disappearance mm-hmm. that he was convicted, so he wasn't really considered until after the... Okay. There's also mention of two properties. This part is thrown in into, like, three different places, especially Reddit. It doesn't... I'm putting it here, though, because, again, if you happen to know anything, if you're from... Yeah. I mean, you never know. Okay. So, there's mention of two properties that the police got warrants to search. At one of these properties, they find a shoebox with jewelry that could potentially have been leaked to Stacy. That, and that's truly all this said. There's, a, there's an old man that owns a property, but in this case, there's little detail and absolutely nowhere that it says it was her jewelry for sure. You would think, hopefully, they would look into that. You but think, who knows? I'm sure they did. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's why no one's been charged with this case. Exactly. And then the last little part here is that at some point there's a journalist or an investigative journalist who gets really involved in the case and she starts taking suggestions of like from mediums and psychics and all that fun stuff. Uh, One of the people that comes is a psychic who claims that he's envisioned all three women have been buried under the parking structure at a local hospital. When they scan the corner of where he says they are, Mm -hmm. they find three large anomalies. So they're like, okay, this guy knows what's up. Yeah. Um, However, when they presented this information to the hospital, the hospital will only let you guys, or they say, we will only let you guys check our parking lot if you're under supervision of the police. Unfortunately, the police have so far refused to dig up that part of the parking lot as they see, quote, words of a psychic don't feel like enough of a reason to dig up that part of the parking lot. But who knows what that could be? Right? Well... Oh, yeah, dude. They're, and they also, they only have to, like, dig a little tiny hole. And, and I then know they that, can, yeah. If they find what there is under there, then they have to dig up that part. But it's a, it's a parking lot. Yeah. Like, come I mean, on. Some, re-cement it. Like, so, this could literally solve an, like, also a the, cold case murder. The families have, are, like, asking or... them. Yeah. Like, let's just, in my opinion, like, there's back and forth. I get why I truly... Do I believe in psychics? I cannot say. Yeah. If one proves me someday that they are real, let's see it. However, if the family says, hey, we are looking for them, let's just dig up. It's like a corner of a park. It's a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like, could, like the structure where, like, the birthing and labor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So, the cops won't do it. They haven't dug that part up. So, as of right now, overall... There were over 20,000 reports made to the police between then and now, um, when the, you know, when it first opened. There has and is still a $40,000 reward posted for anyone with actual credible evidence. Okay, so you hear that? You dig part of that Yeah. Then pay to resubmit it. And That's, you're going to get $40,000. Right. Or you don't even have to resubmit it. Submit it, I'm sure. So you can just go dig it up, you find it, and then be like, I found it. $40,000 and you're doing a good deed and you get some money And then the hospital's like, we're going to sue you for $80,000 for digging up a parking lot. So that's why I'm like, maybe that's why no one has yet. (laughs) If me and Ronica go MIA for a couple (laughs) weeks. We're solving a case. I hope not. Jeez, that's sad if they're there. (laughs) Yeah, that's very sad. I mean, best case scenario, they like all ran away together. Yeah, I know. Okay, so, okay, so the last part I say here is, to this day, no one knows the whereabouts of these three women. So, the last time that we, I think it was at the end of the vampire case, you, vampire rapist, you were like, so what do you think happened? And I was like, "Mm," and you're like, came back and forth, and I was waiting for you to be like, so what do you think happened? And I'd be like, aliens. Oh, God. (laughs) Are we in Florida again? Because they have so many different people who could have done this and they to this day don't know who did it it was alien <laughs> it was alien i'm like i don't believe in psychics See, and well and that's my biggest thing when you were like i'm gonna do something and it's a cold case i was like Ugh. why'd you just tell me that? i know cold cases i'm angry because i am the person that reads the end of the book i am the person that looks up the ending <laughs> of things because are. i like to know what's happening at the end and you set me up not you being like end. i'm gonna wonder this the rest of my life I and know. it's because of you or Hopefully maybe not. 
Yeah, exactly. True. Maybe like, you have the rest of your life to find out the end of the story. That's true. Which when I go mad and I go dig up a hospital yeah. parking so lot. So anyways, Destiny has a new trip to Missouri for some reason. Not sure why, but... So guys, I'm going to be gone in a couple weeks. <laughs> for a couple weeks. So maybe longer. That's that. That's the end of it. That's where we're at. <gasps> yeah. I mean, that's a great story. Great detail. Yeah. I really want I to do hope. it. The sucky part, like, with all the stories that are being, like, discovered now or found out or all of that, it's all DNA and all of that. I don't know. There's nowhere that's mentioned there's anything left at the house. So this isn't a DNA situation. This is someone has to confess. Someone has to know where they are. Or aliens. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, guys. So this week we covered so much content that we decided to split this episode into two parts. So next week, tune in on the usual day to hear my portion of this episode. And like always, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you haven't already, please do go follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Crime Wives Podcast. And please do like, subscribe, and comment or send us any of your recommendations on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Crime Wives out.